It is Friday, November 4th, and week nine is among us. We are halfway through the NFL season pretty much, uh, and things are starting to you know shake out. We got some movers. We got some teams that have fallen a little bit, a couple of disappointments. Maybe your fantasy running back, if you took them first overall, is maybe a little bit of a disappointment. Hey, but there's tons of football left. Um, don't start getting sad yet. I know the days are about to get shorter, but um, you know we still got plenty of football in postseason. And then after that, the NFL draft season starts. So electric podcast today, another fun one. Um, you know, John back on the show. We'll break down all of the week nine NFL slate, and then we are going to get into our midseason awards. Um, if it wasn't for you followers, we wouldn't be wasting our time doing this stuff. And I'm just kidding. We're not wasting our time. Always great highlight of the week to put this together. But be sure, guys, if you like what you're hearing, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. Make sure you like and subscribe. It keeps us going. Um, it makes it worth it. You know, somebody's got to keep the light on. Somebody's got to pay the bills. That always helps out because it is a sunk cost at times with this podcast. Uh, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, fun stuff. Check us out on draft.esports.com for tons of NFL updates, action, big board, NFL draft stuff, college football previews, all that great stuff. Um, And then check us out on social media, Mock Draft Monday. That's right, Mock Draft Monday, the one and only Twitter and Instagram. You will like what you find. I guarantee it. So without further ado, here we go. All right, the week nine is here. I cannot believe it, but we are on uh, the halfway through the season mark right now. Um, season's flying by, but we're starting to kind of see who are contenders, who are pretenders. Um, you know, we'll maybe even get into a little bonus midseason awards today. Um, but let's recap what's been going on. It's the trade deadline, one of the uh, biggest points of the season that you can look back on and say, Hey, what team went all in? What team is committed to that rebuild? Um, you know, we saw an insane trade deadline on Tuesday. Um, Chubb getting, you know, traded at the last minute, uh, Chase Claypool, Naheem Himes, Calvin Ridley, TJ Hawkinson. And then obviously, uh, the bears trading away two of their biggest defensive playmakers. And then, um, I just mentioned Chase Claypool going to the bears, Um, but a lot of teams also stayed put Packers, Rams, Giants, um, you know, Ravens pretty much all stayed put. Uh, what were your initial takeaways, John? Yeah, I feel like most, most of the time, these trade deadlines, um, it's just a whole lot of smoke and you, you know, you might see one or two, um, minor players getting traded, but this year was pretty crazy. I mean, the last, you know, couple hours I was refreshing my Twitter um, hoping that the Giants would make a move, maybe get a wide receiver um, to add to that six and two roster. But it was, you know, it was pretty crazy seeing guys like Calvin Ridley and, you know, former top 10 pick TJ Hawkinson getting traded to a division rival. It was just, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, you touch on the uh, Giants. I mean, I wishfully was thinking, you know, maybe they'll go out and get a Brandon Cooks. Maybe they'll get Jerry Judy. Got that connection with Dayball in Alabama back in the days. Um, But I kind of knew at the back of my mind, this is a brand new organization. They're outperforming expectations. Um, You know, they just got two new picks for trading away. Um, Team Cancer, Kadarius, Tony. Uh, You know, I I think they're going to ride with their guys. I think this probably doesn't change their valuation process too much. And, uh, at the end of the season, they got some important decisions to make, and they have 50 million of cap space, which is pretty solid. But they also are losing probably their two best offensive players, um, unless they re-sign them or bring them back for could be pretty big deals. Um, and one could be you know a franchise tag, which is a very big deal for one year cap hits, obviously. So mm-hmm. you know I get it. They stayed put. Um, they have probably the best division in football right now with the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, rival in the AFC East maybe. So, you know, you everybody wanted them to kind of take a shot, but, um, you know, they like what they got, I guess. Uh, they got Saquon Barkley. and then away any of their future. Right. And, and Kenny, like Kenny Galladay, you know, as bad as he's been, he is coming back. And that's a guy that could be at least a salvageable starter and, you know, probably better than some of the lower-level trades they right. could have made. 
Mm-hmm. And another thing I want to bring up uh, that you mentioned, just the Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs, the Chiefs wide receiver room, I feel like they're just starting to mesh. You know, a lot of guys they picked up in the free agency this summer with, you know, Juju and MVS. So I'm kind of worried that Kadarius could potentially kind of throw off that chemistry and and throw the, you know, make the Chiefs, you know, struggle more than anything. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm not sure how he's going to fit in there. Um, You know, they just spent a high second round pick on Sky Moore, which is kind of a similar gadgety type player. He's underperformed. He's had a fumble problems this year, especially on punt returns, which we've we've seen on the Giants side as well, Richie James. Um, Just, you know, random fact out there as well. But I don't know. Tony, don't bring up his name on the podcast. (laughs) Tony's just kind of an interesting pro or interesting player in the NFL. And, you know, he hasn't stayed on the field, maybe getting him Patrick Mahomes will help, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. This is a league where you have to be a true pro and you got to put yourself out there and uh, you can't be out there combative with fans in the DMS after you get traded. Yeah. Not a good look, not a good, not look. A good look, but let's talk about this upcoming week. Our week nine slate looks Eh, looks all right. Looks like some good games, some bad games. But, uh, you know, let's start with Thursday night football, which probably will be another Thursday night football bad game, but at least we'll see some offense likely. Um, the 7-0 Eagles are traveling to Houston. Uh, the Texans are 1-5-1, and arguably one of the worst, if not the worst team in the NFL this year. They're playing arguably one of the best teams in the NFL, the only unbeaten team in the NFL. Um, it's in Houston, but, you know, I don't think there's any chance that uh, – Houston's going to win this game, uh, 14 point underdogs and the Eagles are streaky, but you know, they've been solid every single game and, you know, they haven't blown everybody out, but they've blown a lot of teams out. Uh, I think they take care of business here. I think they're going to ground and pound all game. I, I don't even see a reason for them to throw the ball much. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was kind of calling out Jalen hurts. Like he was the biggest question mark with this roster and, I mean, I got to give him props. Last week, he played great. He's been playing really efficient football. He's making great throws, like especially like these deep bombs to A.J. Brown. Now, he is in a a good situation. You know, he's got one of the best offensive line. He's got a lot of weapons to throw to, a solid tight end, good running backs. But um, this, I think this game, um, you know, you kind of talked about it. The Texans are probably the worst, you know, team in the NFL. Um Last week, they got absolutely thrashed by Derrick Henry. He put up over 200 rushing yards. You know, Derrick Henry's looking like the top running back in the NFL this year. But that was a one-dimensional, you know, Titans team that had Malik Willis, who, you know, doesn't really look like an NFL quarterback. And now they're going up against the Eagles, who, you know, can throw it and run the ball really well. So I think it's going to be a a beatdown. And I'm actually – one thing I'm looking at is the Eagles' first half cover of seven points. I like that a lot. They're seven and zero this year and covering in the first half. Yeah, the Eagles, and you know, this one always goes back to the battle of the trenches. Just in any game that I'm thinking about picking, uh, generally the battle of the trenches is where the game is won. You know, right off the bat, the Eagles have the best. Probably, I'm going to go ahead and say the best offensive line of football right now. Um, and I think the Texans have the worst defensive line and then, you know, vice versa, the Eagles have a really good D line, just added some more firepower there. But, uh, you know, the Texans have, you know, one of the worst offensive lines in football. So I think it's just going to be brutal, brutal beat down. The only thing that's going in the Texans favor is that's on Thursday night. Um, but you know, Jalen hurts, we've gotten on him as a passer, um, you know, he's thrown 10 touchdowns and two interceptions this year, though. You know, not groundbreaking touchdown numbers, um, you know, 10 fewer than some of the top guys in the league. But still, he's not turning the ball over and he's running it and he's got that, you know, multi dimensional skill mm-hmm. set. And five of those 10 have gone to his guy, AJ Brown. Um, yeah. But, you know, this will be an interesting one. I think the Eagles, this will be very telling about, you know, is this the team that stays focused in these trap games? Uh, I'm not even going to call this one a trap game, but is this a team that stays focused in these type games or is this a team that gets a little bit sloppy? And I I think, you know, this leadership, this young core, I think they're a team that stays tight in these situations. Yeah, I think they keep rolling 8-0. Yeah, 8-0, which would be interesting. I I haven't even really looked at their schedule much, but, um, you know, 
I'm not even thinking about a loss. I mean, they're playing the Texans, Commanders, then Colts their next three games. This is a team, you know, that could be very much 10 and 0, maybe even mm-hmm. start 11 0 against the Packers. And then the Titans, December 4th, will be a pretty tough one, but we'll see about that. Um, moving on, next game, Carolina Panthers traveling to Cincinnati. Um, really not too much to say on this one other than, you know, Cincinnati looks awful on Monday night against the Browns. Um, they, I think, have another one of those teams with one of the worst offensive lines in football. Um, you know, talking back to the draft where they've gone after these offensive linemen, they've just keep missing on them. Um, Jonah Williams, 11th overall for left tackle, and he's got 33-inch arms and, you know, is pretty much the size of a guard. What a horrible pick there, and we've seen him get absolutely exposed this year. Um, I'm interested to see him go against this Carolina Panthers team with Brian Burns and, you know, Derek Brown, really solid defensive line, and their front seven's pretty solid. I think they're going to be adding heat all day. And the fact that, um, you know, Jamar Chase is out too, and, you know, that helps a lot. Looks like J.C. Horn's probably going to be back, and maybe he can lock down, um, you know. T. Yeah. T. Higgins. Yeah, Higgins. And, uh, you know, we'll see if uh, maybe Tyler Boyd can get shut down. I know the slot has been really dominant against Panthers this year, but um, C.J. Henderson – playing a little bit outside lately. He's probably guarding a lot slot and he's been a big, um, you know, problem with him all season, but who knows? He had a good game last week though. Big interception. Yeah. Huge interception. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was OT or fourth quarter. I think it was, maybe it was OT. Yeah. Um, big interception really uses body. Well, great body, um, ball skills for a cornerback, but you know, he's kind of getting exposed and we saw a little bit of resemblance why he was a top 10 pick a couple of years ago, but, you know, he's still getting exposed. Yeah, I think this matchup is uh, an interesting one. You got the Panthers who are coming off probably the game of the week uh, in week eight with that uh, division game against the Falcons. Right. OT Thriller, shout out Eddie Pinheiro. Uh, Bears great. Um, but sure. And you got the, you know, the Bengals coming off of that Halloween embarrassment uh, against the Browns, but I, I really like this spot for Cincinnati at home, um, you know, because everyone's kind of inflated on the Panthers. They played a, a game they probably should have won. But when you think about it, you got P.J. Walker, you got, you know, an interim head coach, and and the Bengals just got embarrassed in prime time. I think this is a get-right game for them, and I think they they win here. Yeah. And, you know, PJ Walker, I, w- I was kind of harsh on him when he first went in, you know, I've, I've been harsh on him for a while. He is one of Matt rules guys, you know, obviously at temple, he was a guy that Matt rule coached um, and brought him in probably for that very reason. I don't think he was deserving of a contract or a, you know, a spot on the 53 ever, but he has really risen to the occasion. He's been awesome. Um, he's a true veteran. He's, you know, he's been doing it for a while. He's grinded. He finally has gotten his turn and, you know, he's writing, he's writing me wrong. Um, he's been good. And I think he's a guy that this team really, you know, respects and they haven't had a quarterback the last two years that anyone has ever respected mm-hmm. in the locker room. I mean, he's Sam Darnold, uh, clown guy that doesn't really take the job too seriously from what I've heard. Um, you know, kind of, kind of a weird guy doesn't, you know, really click with teammates and then Baker Mayfield, just an absolute clown show. Um, a guy that people clown. go out of their way to, you know, dislike <laughs> in the locker room. He's burnt four head coaching. He's had five head coaches in four or I guess this is this year. Yeah. Five for him. So five head coaches now, I guess six maybe with rule gone, um, mm-hmm. just in every single one of them has hated him. I, nobody yeah. likes this guy. And, um, you know, fun fact, I tweeted, um, I don't want to dox anyone, but I tweeted, uh, ba- maybe Baker, Fa- maybe Baker Mayfield's been the problem. And, uh, you know, one particular offensive lineman of the Carolina Panthers, um, father liked the tweet. So I'm sure he's heard some bad things about Baker Mayfield behind the scenes. And, you know, it seems like he, he, uh, agrees with that one, but PJ Walker's yeah. been putting on a show, um, that dime he threw absolutely you know, DJ more people are labeling as a hail Mary. I don't, you know, obviously it's a hail Mary cause you throw the ball up and pray, but man, that was not a hail Mary throw. That was not a jump ball. He put that money that ball on the money. That was the throw um, of the year. Yeah, I think it was the throw of the year. I want to know how many air yards it was. Exactly. 70. 60 plus. It was 70 it was air 70, yards. Jeez. Just insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
he's been playing great and a little fun fact, little nugget here for this quarterback matchup. You may not think this cause uh, you know, Joey Burr, Super Bowl extraordinaire fashionista, um, you know, f- PFF ratings. When you put these two guys together, um, obviously a little bit smaller of a, you know, sample for PJ Walker, but they both come out to 77.1. So they're playing, mm-hmm. you know, pretty similarly graded games by PFF um, passer rating for, PJ Walker this year has been 93, which is really, really high end uh, when kept clean. And then when he's under pressure, it's gotten even better, 96.7. So this dude is thriving and very much improved. Um, That first game they threw him out there against the Rams, he was lost. I was saying, you know, this is a good way to tank your season, put in PJ Walker. But man, he's very much become the best option Mm -hmm. they've had in the last couple of years. So I'm happy to see that. And I want to touch on that too, because I feel like we know who Baker is. We know who Sam Donald is, and they're not ever going to be a starting quarterback. I'm not saying that I think P.J. Walker is a starting quarterback in the NFL, but he's at least a grinder. You can tell the people on the Panthers like him, his teammates like him, um, and he kind of gives you a chance. He's kind of got that gamer mentality. He kind of reminds me of uh, Taylor Heineke a little bit, and I think um, he – he could be a backup who you're not paying a whole lot, but he knows the system. He's a pro. He you know, True puts pro. the prep work come in. in. Give him the rest of the year. Give him the rest of the year. I say give him the rest of the year because you know what Baker is. and mm-hmm. I mean, he's pretty much dwindled his way out of a career uh, after being the number one overall pick. He may not be on a roster next year. I mean, it's a harsh truth. He doesn't seem like a guy that's going to take backup money. Uh and, yep. you know, he's a diva, so that's going to happen. Where Sam is Donald going to go, dude? What is his next uh, step as a pro? Uh, you know, he's obviously has one of these high-end agents uh, being a number one overall pick. So, you know, he's going to probably weasel his way into being like the Colts, you know, battle for quarterback next year, maybe with a rookie or something like that. Um, but, yeah, you, you hit the the nail on the head. Um, you know, he's just a true grinder pro vet. Um it kind of reminds me of, you know, Jalen Hurts versus Carson Wentz. Um, you know, PJ kind of like Hurts, you know, Hurts might not be the the most talented out of the two with Carson Wentz, but, you know, he's the grinder. He's the gamer. He's the one that everybody respects and gets behind and he's manageable enough with his arm. So he's getting it mm-hmm. done. Yep. Uh, but anyways, we can't talk about the uh, two and five or two and six Carolina Panthers too much. Let's move on to the next game. Um, and you know, I don't want to add much on this game. I just want to briefly touch, but Colts at Pats is at least worth noting just because of, you know, both how the division stands for, for each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Colts three, four, and one major underperformers, Sam Ellinger, not that guy. Um, but on the other, you know, other end, they still have a, a lot of solid weapons. This is a team that could rattle off, you know, a couple wins and be right at the top of their division, but it looks like the Colts are kind of falling behind the Titans right now. Yeah. The Patriots. You know, they're a tough team to kind of put your your thumb on. I feel like Mac Jones almost looks broken this year. Um, but I do think the Patriots are the better coach team. And, you know, uh, first year or second year quarterbacks going against Bill Belichick usually do not fare well. Um, but I'm just staying away from this game in general. I don't really know what's going to happen. I don't really like either of these teams. Shout out uh, JT23 Fantasy Owners. It's been a tough, a tough season. Um, hopefully he gets healthy, but I mean, he's just kind of banged up and I don't think he's going to really turn it around. So it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think this is a win or season is over type of thing. Um, I, I just, I don't know what good to say about the Colts though. They've just underperformed in every aspect. People yep. have them picked as a contender, they're not. Um, you know, JT two, three hundred and seven carries this year for 462 yards. It doesn't sound that bad, but you know, he's got an end zone one time. They're never in the red zone this year. Um, for fantasy, it's just brutal. He keeps getting nicked up. Um, you know, and he was probably, you know, 99.9% of the time, the first overall pick. So the JT owners, myself included, uh, probably took him that didn't have another pick for what, 19, 20, 22 picks and then yeah. had their second. So yeah, it's been brutal, but um, you know, I think, I think the Patriots are going to win this one better coach mm-hmm. team, Frank uh, Reich hot seat fired sometime in this season. Yeah. Going back to that fantasy, I, I'm in a 14 man league and I had the first overall pick and I picked 
JT23. And soon after that, I think my next pick was Keenan Allen. And then I had my third was, uh, what's his name? Cam Akers. So needless to say, Yikes. I'm 0-7 and I will be spending 24 hours in a Waffle House uh, come winter time. So, Yeah, not a good look. Not a good um, look. Not for draft. All right, moving on. Let's talk about an actual contender and an actual pretender. Uh, Bills versus Jets. I think Jets, you know, I've been saying all season, these guys are clowns. They're not good. Uh, I, I don't know where the hype came from. Um, oh you know, they, they rattled off a couple of interesting games that they won. I mean, good for them. But, I mean, the Jets are the Jets. They got Zach Wilson. He still has, he's looked horrible. And, Atrocious. you know, I think that he's not, you know, where their problems lie. Let's just go over the wins they did have. And everyone was going crazy. They beat the Browns 31 to 30. They beat the Steelers 24 to 20. They beat the Dolphins, you know, with an injured quarterback. Um, and they put up that 40 burger. So I get it. That's where the hype really started getting real. They had a winning record mm-hmm. um, for the first time in forever. And then they went Packers. Yeah. Okay. Aaron Rodgers has been washed. Packers have lost to pretty much everyone this year. And then the Broncos and that stinker. So, you know, they go out and they lose to the Patriots. I think they pretty much put, you know, their season in jeopardy there. Um, now they're going up against the Bills. Then they travel to the Patriots again. And then they play the piping hot. Justin Fields led Bears. So I think this is the end of the end for the Jets. I don't think they're a good team. I never have thought they're a good team. Um, but, you know, if there's one thing that I can say that's redemptive is, guys, chill out on the Zach Wilson absolute hate saying that he's a bust already. He's played like 20 games. And, you know, he threw some interceptions last game. They were not good. And, yeah, he's definitely not that guy now. But, you know, he threw three interceptions. He still threw 355 yards and two touchdowns. I've seen rookies or second-year players do way worse. I think he even outdueled Mac Jones in that game. Mac Jones looked really bad as well. Looked um, atrocious. Yeah. So just take it easy. And this is, you know, on the heels of where he had uh 26 yards rushing. You know, his leading rusher, Michael Carter, 26 yards rushing. So, you know, he he had no help. And you know, that's still a team that's a couple steps away. That offensive line has still been really bad. That defensive mm-hmm. line improved, but still really bad. It's just not a good team. And, I think the know, Jets are very mediocre. I think they're middle of the pack. Um, I was, I think, also losing, you know, star rookie running back. Uh, what's his name? I can't. Brees Hall. You know, that's a huge hit for that team. I'd like to shout myself out. You were wanting to bet on the Jets over the Patriots. I said, Harris, they haven't beat the Patriots since 2015. Um, So just shout out me there. I think against the Bills, they're going to get absolutely embarrassed. Um, I just think that they're not in the best head, not in the best headspace right now. They're, they lost, you know, some studs injury. Elijah Moore, he's been talking, you know, bad about his quarterback. I, I did like the little Crazy. Um, Crazy. clip where uh, Zach Wilson was being interviewed, um, and someone brought up his stats, and he says, "I don't, I don't care about stats." Well, that's good that you don't care about the stats, Zach, because you're statistically the worst quarterback in the NFL this year. Um, but I agree, give him some time. I think you got to give a quarterback at least three years before you write him off. Yeah, and this dude's in New York for the Jets. He's going to get absolutely brutally thrown under the bus no matter how well he plays. Um, You know New York media. They underreact and overreact to everything. They're a bunch of clown loser, you know, nerds that have never – you know, played football in their life. They don't know what they're watching. They're just trying to stir up, you know, they're, they're just journalist nerds. They're just trying to get clicks on their articles. Yep, And, exactly. uh, you know, they did the same thing to Daniel Jones. And I don't think Zach Wilson is the type of player Daniel Jones is. Um, and, you know, both of them, their futures are, you know, up in the air and uh, I'm not going to compare those two, but they're both in New York and, you know, they're both putting up the same crap. I think Daniel Jones has maybe handled it a little bit better. We've gotten a yep. little bit of, you know, cockiness out of Zach Wilson, a little bit of that. Um, he's still but, learning. You know, he's not being like Baker Mayfield. He's not like, you know, I think he's handling it better than Sam Darnold did at the time as well. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's still learning. He's young and he is really young and he doesn't need, you know, uh, Dan Dumbo or Velowski saying, uh, grow the fudge up or whatever he said. <laughs> just, just chill God, out. I cannot stand Orlovsky, man. 
I hate one it. of the worst, worst guys in this sport makes me almost think about, you know, picking a new sport <laughs> to watch. Um, all right, next game, the piping hot Vikings. That's right. That's my sleeper team. That's getting no love. They're traveling to play the commanders commanders pulled off a win. Taylor Heineke might be that guy. Um, and you know, this game's going to be maybe a little bit closer than people are giving it credit for. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think the Vikings, you know, they've, they've found a way to win this year, kind of similar to the Giants. They're they're in all these one-score games, but they're 7-1, and one, which is – is that right? Are they 7-1? and 6-1. 6-1, Six Six and one. And one. okay. They've had their bye, but that's still really impressive. Um, but this is on the road in Washington. Washington's put together a few wins in a row. They're starting to look – you know, a little bit better. Um, you mentioned Taylor Heineke. He's a gamer. Uh, the dude's been playing well. He's been playing smart. Uh, and his teammates like him. Um, and, you know, just three and a half point dogs at home just seems like a little bit too much for this this Washington Commanders team, who's, whose defense is looking pretty strong, too. So I think yeah. eventually the Vikings are going to lose again. Um, and I think this is one of those games where uh, this could happen. Yeah, and you know, I don't I don't want it to happen this game. I want the Vikings to keep winning. Um I want, you know, the Commanders to get a little bit of a correction here. But right. 2 and 0 with Taylor Heineke Taylor Heineke since he took over from um Little Wentz. Uh Vikings a bit fraudulent in that 6 and 1. Um mm-hmm. you know, to be fair, their wins were against the Dolphins um which I don't, with Skylar Thompson, um right. Cardinals you know, Kyler's looked awful this year. Uh, Bears, they beat close game against the Saints and then close game against the Lions. Not great, not great. Um, but mm-hmm. their only loss was to the Eagles, so we haven't really seen this team with a true test. I think this is a true test. Um, I don't think this is the week they lose, though. I think the week they lose is the week after they go travel to Buffalo Bills and then they play the Cowboys. So I think that's going to be a tough head-to-head, back-to-back game. Um I think yeah. this one they win. I think that uh, you know Taylor Heineke, as good as we keep saying that he's been, he is a 28.2 passer rating under pressure. It's very clear. That's an over 100-point drop-off from when he's kept clean, so it's pretty clear what to do. Uh, yeah. And you know, one of the biggest sleepers in the NFL right now, uh, defensive end, edge rusher, Zadarius Smith. Um, you know, went to the Vikings, you know, big time Packers guy, but went to the Vikings to a rival, got the bag. Um, he is leading the NFL in sacks right now. Nobody's talking about it. Eight and a half sacks already. Um, and he also has 13 and a half, um, tackles for loss. He's just been an absolute dog. He's holding them together. I know they lost Anthony Barr, but he has held them. You know, he is the cornerstone of that defense. Patrick Peterson is playing awesome as well. Um, Cam Dantzler emerging as a legit NFL cornerback. So I think this team is somewhat fraudulent, but I think they also have a pretty solid team. I think they're going to beat the commanders. Yeah, I think they win a close one, but I think the commanders cover three and a half. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. Um, All right, next game, Seattle versus Arizona. Uh, Seattle looks awesome. Geno Smith, you know, dark horse MVP. I don't think he has a stats for it, but, you know, he's doing a lot of things so so right. I think they probably guilt him into, um, you know, he gets the comeback player of the year, probably uh, a little foreshadowing for our awards segment later on. But uh, I don't know about this one. Cardinals three and five, but I think they're better than their record says. The Seahawks have kind of probably played their outplayed their record. Just a very hard fought game against the Giants. That was a lot closer than the score looks at the end. They had those two late touchdowns, one of them right after a fumbled punt um, inside the red zone. So just a deflated um, you know, Giants team there for the second one. Shout out Richie James. Uh, Kyler's been awful ever since he's had that contract. Um, fantasy numbers are all right, but you can just tell that he's you know not getting the job Taking done. Taking a step back next this step. year, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Which you'd think he would take the next step forward. He, the team is committing to him. They're paying him top five money. You'd like to see him progress as a quarterback, but it's he has not. I mean, one thing that's been exciting for Cardinals fans is just seeing D-Hop. He's been absolutely balling out. He's made some highlight reel catches, um, and I think that he's definitely – Adding to this team, he makes them a couple points better. Seahawks, Harris, you you nailed it on the head. 
Uh, Gino has been playing great. He's been playing really smart. He's been making great throws. Um, and, you know, we've talked about this on, on past episodes. The Cardinals don't have the best home field advantage. Um, and I think the Seahawks win here. Um, I just think that they're the better, they're the better team. Uh, and I think they yeah, continue I think Seahawks to win. I think they continue their, their tear for sure. Um, I, Hey, how about that draft class for Seattle though? I mean, that draft class is one of the best that we've seen in the last couple of years. Kenneth Murray, um, you Kenneth know, Walker, Kenneth Walker, put that respect on his name. Kenneth Walker has been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, maybe in the, uh, rookie of the year race, uh, yeah, defensively, absolutely. you know, a pair of cornerbacks, Kobe Bryant, and then Tariq Woolen, two guys that got in the mid rounds, two guys. I loved uh, the senior bowl. Saw both those guys up close and personal. And I'll tell you the first thing I saw about Tariq Woolen, I stood about three feet from him and watched him get ready for that game. Um, he looks like a slim defensive end. He does not look like a corner. He's six foot four. He's lanky. Um, he's tall. He's big and with pads on, he looks like a, you know, a skinny defensive end. He, he uh, dominates the press coverage. He's already got, I think, four interceptions, and he runs a 4-240. This dude, you know, didn't beast. have great tape coming out, but the traits are there. They're off the charts. And then Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, the guy that won the Jim Thorpe Award last year for the best defensive back in college football. Um, a lot of people, you know, got, he got overshadowed by Sauce Gardner at Cincinnati, but he played opposite of him. Both of them probably fed off each other a little bit, but, you know, two of the best corners in the league right now, in my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the offensive linemen, Abraham Lucas out of Washington state's been really, really good. Uh, You know, a guy that another guy that I liked that was in my top 100 that, you know, just panned out perfectly a veteran from Washington state that just comes in just very solid tackle. And then Charles cross the top, you know, 10 pick who's been awesome, you know, a foundational piece left tackle. Yeah, they they hit a home run. How many draft classes do you can you say like six good things, you know, guys that are playing at the top of the league almost, you know, in one draft class? Not not very often through eight games. It's just crazy. Yeah, I feel I like if you have thing. a 50% hit rate on just contributors, that's pretty solid. Um, yep, agreed. Huge. Um just making the roster. If you can get 60% yeah. of guys on the roster, that's huge. Uh, but you know, rebuilding team, they're outperforming everybody's expectations that are the story of the year, in my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. and how about Pete Carroll? He's been awesome, but, uh, moving on another matchup in the NFC West with the Buccaneers against the Rams. Um, obviously Buccaneers, NFC South, but the Rams and the NFC West three and four versus three and five, two teams that have really underperformed two teams that were Super Bowl favorites at the start of the year. Um, you know, Tom Brady going through some stuff off the field, Matthew Stafford going through some injury stuff. It's just not been pretty. Both teams did not make any moves at the trade deadline. They're staying put. Uh, you know, the Rams obviously really wanted to get Christian McCaffrey and they didn't, but uh, you know, we'll see about this one. Cam Akers, you know, he wants to trade out of the, off the Rams roster. They haven't given it to him yet. I think they have He's sitting out. They can, you know, yeah, I think they just eventually have to, you know, right their wrongs and get, you know, get along with each other. Can have to cut them or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I read something because I I do have him in in one redraft. Thank God I don't have him in, you know, dynasty. But I'm pretty sure he's kind of taking personal time away and he's going to sit the rest of the season out, um, which is just Jeez. ridiculous. Um, so yeah. be on the lookout for Kyron Williams. I think he might come off of IR in the next few weeks he could be a, a stash for fantasy yeah but, for but sure. these two teams are i mean i'm fading both of these teams um usually when i'm looking at the slate i'm i'm looking at betting against both these teams they're playing each other i'm gonna give the advantage to the home team and i just think that tom brady back against the wall i think that they're probably gonna win this game but it's you know, they got dominated in the second half by that Ravens team uh, in primetime. I just – I don't feel good about anything when it comes to either of these teams. Yeah, and they lost to the Steelers and Panthers too. Um, I think this is their get-right game, to be honest. I think this is, 
you know, they're not in first place in the NFC South. Um, Tom Brady under 500 for the first time in his career in a season, which is, or I guess since 2002, which is just insane to even think about, um, think about how many times my teams have been under 500. It's just crazy. Uh, I, I think Tom Brady gets right. I think he gets on the same page with Mike Evans. Um, you know, Julio maybe getting a little bit more healthy. They had, you know, a little bit of a week and a half of, of time off. I think, I think bucks get right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I the, the Rams are not good. And I think Cooper cup maybe sits this game. Yeah. Right, Sunday night cup. football, Sunday night football, a good one. Titans at chiefs five and two versus five and two. Uh, two contenders, two teams that were, you know, top two seeds of the AFC last year. Um, I like Chiefs in this one, though. You know, I, I think the Chiefs are solid. I think the Titans secondary has always been a little bit skeptical. Um, and, you know, is Malik Willis going to start? I don't think he's supposed to, but there's still that chance. Um, I'm leaning Chiefs here. Oh, yeah. I definitely think the Chiefs get the win, especially, you know, at home. It's from what I've read, I think Malik Willis is going to be playing. Um, I think if, because I think that's what the line is saying. I think it's like 12 and a half. I think if Tannehill gets the the nod being healthy, that'll probably come down a little bit, maybe like 10 points, something like that. But I think the Titans play a close one. I think it's going to be a low scoring affair. Um, I think you know, especially if Malik Willis is out there, I don't think they're going to want to pass the ball a whole lot. They're going to just stick to the run game. They don't want to, you know, ruin his confidence, throw three or four picks uh, and just play a close one. I think the Chiefs definitely get a win here. There's no doubt in my mind the Chiefs win this one. Yeah, and the line started at 10 and a half um, and it's already to 12 and a half. So, you know, everyone's obviously taking the Chiefs here to cover. Um, maybe we see a little Kadarius Tony action. You know, a magically healed hamstring that was never hurt. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think Chiefs blow them out of the water. I think this is the game where we see, you know, the Chiefs are once again one of the teams that – one of the best in the league. Um, and the Titans, you know, I don't think this is a good year for them. I think they're taking a major step back from the last two. Um, all right, and then the finale, Monday Night Football, Ravens at Saints. Ravens are looking really good. Saints are not, um, you know, Ravens back to back, pretty big wins. One against the Browns, you know, Saints got a big one last in the division. Um, Saints did have a shutout of the Raiders, but I think the Raiders are one of the worst teams in the league. In my opinion. Um, I don't know, man. Dalton's for sure. Better than Jameis, but I just, I just think the Ravens are going to blow them out of the water in this one. I think, I don't think the Saints defense is as good as people were saying at the start of the year. Yeah, I dude, this is one of those that I just I don't really feel good about it. Watching the Ravens play the the Bucks, I was thinking that they were going to beat them a little bit more handily. Um, I don't know what's going on with. Uh, I haven't really checked up on Mark Andrews if he's fully healthy. Um, he's supposed to be back. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he went in uh, the Bucks game. You know, they they threw the ball to him a couple of times, and he was out for the rest of the game. So that's. You know, that is Lamar's guy. And if he's not in there, that that offense is just really struggling without him. Um, and the Saints, I don't know what to think. I would not touch this game personally. I think the Ravens are the better team. But with them being on the road, back-to-back weeks, it's just a lot of travel. I don't feel great about it. Yeah, you're, you're kind of talking me out of the Ravens here and, you know, reminding me they are – probably the most banged up team in football right now, offensively. Um, you know, Bateman just went on, uh, I guess short-term IR, I think he's going to be out a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and then obviously running backs have been a problem for the last 15, 25 years, maybe for the Ravens. They're always injured. It seems like, um, I can't remember the last time they had a healthy running back, maybe Ray Rice, uh, <laughs> but uh yeah justice hill just not 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 a great option you don't want to you know a little scat back as your rb1 for the game um who knows yeah. about that and then maybe james Proche. Well. i like james Proche out of smu but he never really made the next jump of the nfl i think he's a guy that has a lot of potential but he's been buried on the depth chart and then devin duvernay i mean he's been out playing everything playing really well. Yeah, I mean, he's just got that punt returner speed, just a beast there. Um, 
Yeah, I, I still think Lamar gets this one done. I think Lamar gets a dub on Monday Night Football, even though it's in the Superdome. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well, that's a good preview. I'm hyped up about this weekend. Uh, you know, we're getting into the thick of things and a little bit of a, you know, kind of this weekend kind of separates the playoffs from the non-playoff teams. you got to start winning second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. It starts the Um, third quarter of the NFL season this week. Yep. Yep. Third quarter has officially begun. All right. Um, So since we're halfway through the season, instead of the regular awards, we're going to do our mid-season awards. Um, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year for both O&D, Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and then our Super Bowl pick. Um, All right. So – I'm trying to decide. I, I think what we should do, who we think is going to win, not who we would pick if the season ended today. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I like that. I like that. I have a couple speaking points for each. But I like okay, well, let's let's start at the top. MVP. Um, you know, I think Jalen Hurts has been phenomenal this year. The mm-hmm. stats, you know, the, the stats are like middle of the league. Um, you got to put up top stats to be MVP. I just think Josh Allen, you know, yep. he's got one loss. You know, he's been phenomenal. Uh, I think you got to go Josh Allen here. I don't think there's any argument for anyone else. Yeah, I was looking at the list, and it just seems like it's Josh Allen's to lose. Like, he's in such a great spot. He's playing great. Uh, the Bills are the best team in the NFL. Uh, you know, the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Uh, and he's just got, you know, everyone healthy right now. So it just seems like it's his to lose. Like you said, maybe, um, you know, maybe Jalen Hurts continues to win and he starts putting up number numbies like he did last week. But I just think Josh Allen's got this one in the bag unless he gets hurt. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think, you know, it's, it's just got to be him. I just can't it's see It's just their window, else. man. It's their window. Yeah. The window for sure. Um, all right. Offensive player of the year. Um, this one's wide open in my opinion right now. I think the obvious pick uh, if the season ended today would be Tyreek Hill. He's on an absolute tear for yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, he only has two touchdowns this year, and they came in that one game. Um, so, uh, I mean, the, the touchdown production, you would think with the home run hitter and a guy getting so many yards, uh, you think it would be a little bit higher. But uh, both Diggs and Jefferson, you know, I think, you know, Jefferson doesn't have many touchdowns. Diggs is up in the seven touchdown category. Mm-hmm. They're not that far behind him in yards. Um, and I think Tyree Kill's numbers start to go down a little bit just because Jalen Waldo is going to start eating into it even more. Teams are going to slow them down a little bit. Um, and they just got a new running back to pound the rock a little bit more. I, I think this one's totally up in the air. Um, dark horse candidate, though, and – I'm going to go out and take a shot. I'm going to say Christian McCaffrey. He's sitting top 10 in rushing yards right now. Um, He also has 356 yards receiving. Uh, The the touchdown production, only six touchdowns this year, but in this brand new offense, I think it opens up a little bit. We saw him last week. He's my dark horse. I think, you know, if you can get good odds on him, that guy could absolutely, you know, blow up the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are good ones. Um, I was watching the Dolphins game this past weekend and they just don't target Tyreek in the red zone, which is crazy to me. Um, it seems like, you know, Gasecki gets the targets or Waddle or even some of those wide receiver three, four, I don't even really know the names of them, but Tyreek is absolutely on a tear right now. You know, I'm trying to get him in one of my dynasty leagues. I've been making requests, trade requests every, every day now, but um, I think another one to keep keep your eyes on, which I kind of mentioned it earlier in the show, but Derrick Henry is quietly having, you know, a great season. He's putting up numbers. Obviously, he had 200 yards last week, but he's, you know, he's going to get the usage as the season progresses, and he's one of those guys that gets better as the season goes on. If he can stay healthy, there's a good chance he could be Offensive Player of the Year. So I'm going to put in Derrick Henry. Nick Chubb also 841 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been awesome too. I just yep. think that, you know, I think both of those guys are going to slow down a little bit while McCaffrey, 
heats up a little bit. Um, so I'm going to go officially with McCaffrey as my pick. All right, defensive player of the year. I want to say Zadarius Smith. I think if the season ended right now, for sure him, but he's just not a big name guy, really. Um, like I was saying earlier, leads the league in sacks, tackles for loss, 13 and a half. But, you know, I know the media is going to give it to, you know, media favorite Micah Parsons, Cowboys, you know, everybody's going to be. Oh, yeah, I think, that's all I, I think he's pretty much locked in right now. Yeah, everyone's talking about Micah. I'm going with uh, Joey Bosa. He's been having a great year too, but no one seems to be talking about him. Um, Solid. That's a good take. Yep. All right. Uh, Offensive rookie of the year. Uh, You know, I think this is another one that's tough. If the season ended today, Olave would probably win it. You know, he's leading the Saints and receiving um, 500 plus yards handful of touchdowns, but I think Kenneth Walker has taken over that backfield. Um, Rashad Penny, you know, out for the season, obviously. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, this is Kenneth Walker is going to go on a tear, but don't sleep on Damian Pierce. My pick though, Kenneth Walker for sure. Yeah. Kenneth Walker is the favorite right now. I think it's Kenneth and then it's Damian and then third it's Olave at plus 500. I personally think it's going to be Kenneth Walker. Um, One, I was just looking at the the odds and scrolling down one name who potentially could be in this conversation. You know, there's a whole lot of football left. Wandale Robinson plus 1800, just because he is wide receiver one on that team. Maybe he gets more looks, gets some stats, but I think Kenneth Walker gets, gets the award. Yeah. I think it's a good pick. All right. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. I think Sauce Gardner has been phenomenal. Uh, lockdown, he's not a guy that's going to get a lot of stats because nobody's throwing the ball to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go Sauce, but another guy to keep an eye on is Tariq Woolen. Uh, another guy, I don't I don't know if you had much of a scouting report. I, you probably did, but Jack Jones, he's also been playing really well for the yeah, New England Patriots. Patriots. Late round find. I guess mid round. I think he was fourth round, but uh, yeah, Jack Jones has been really good, putting up good stats. Patriots just love to plug and play, man. They that's why they don't trust anybody. That's why they'll cut you if you don't show up to practice. Um, you know, they don't play around. Uh, coach of the year. This is an interesting one. Everyone's saying Dable. Um, I think at the end of the year it could be Kevin O'Connell. He's getting no love. Vikings one loss this year. Um, phenomenal offense. He's totally taken what they did with the Rams. You know, they're doing it now in Minnesota. Um, if he wins that division and he has, you know, a top three spot in the NFC, I think he's going to win it. Yeah. You know, that's who I was between. I just think O'Connell, he has a, a much better offensive roster there. Uh, whereas yeah. the Giants are basically in a rebuild. They're six and two, but, you know, a lot of their roster is a bunch of guys who aren't even you know, they're getting paid, but they're not even producing at any level. So it's like, I think Dayball's going to get this one. Yeah. And how bad the Giants have been the last few years. I think, you know, the, the media obviously loves Dayball. Um, all right. And then last but not least, comeback player of the year. I got to go Geno Smith. And that's the thing, though. It's like, what is comeback player of the year? Is it really yeah. just most improved player of the year uh he's not really coming back from anything i guess you'd say coming back from a broken jaw 10 years ago um yeah but but yeah i think he's just been so good and they want to get him some sort of award and it's not going to be mvp yeah i think that's a good pick but i agree like how is he coming like how is he in the conversation for comeback player of the year he just wasn't a starter last year and now he is um i a couple of picks that I like. I think Saquon right now is the favorite at minus 225. Which he's also just coming back from a bad year. He played in 13 games last year. Well, he was he was coming off an injury too. Um, he hurt his ago. ankle. He hurt his ankle last year and he had some other injury. I can't remember because I remember he got hurt in the uh, Cowboys game. But one yeah, guy. But he still played 13 games. I feel like. I don't know. When I think comeback and I think injury related, I think a guy that missed a season and came back or like an Alex Smith injury. Daniel Jones, he's at plus 2,800. That's a good pick. I like this pick and a guy who I've been watching um, the past couple of weeks who I feel like he's not getting a whole lot of love is Travis Etienne plus 
10,000 and he's been balling Jeez. the past couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, he, he has been. He, That's he a good is. value pick. Yeah, Duval just gets no love. I like that one. All right, and then let's pick our Super Bowl matchup and winners. Uh, I want to hear who you have first. You know, the easy pick is, you know, the Bills versus the Eagles. Um, Bills or Chiefs versus Eagles, those are the favorites. I think the Bills, you can put them in that AFC spot. I'm not sold on the Eagles to make the Super Bowl just because – you know, a lot of the postseason is having the experience. And when you have a, a younger guy like Jalen Hurts, I just don't know if if he's going to be able to win multiple playoff games. Um, so yeah. my pick, and this is a little spicy, but I'm going to go with the 49ers. I'm going to go with Damn. the 49ers. Hook mine. That's Did literally I? what I have written down right now. Uh, I like that spicy pick so much. This is a team that has been to the NFC Championship two out of the last three years. They're, you know, Shanahan's offense works in January. Shanahan's offense works when it gets cold. Uh, you know, Jimmy G has been there before. I think totally. I'm right there with you. I think Bills blew him out, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, good the thing. NFC is up for grabs. Yeah, it's totally up for grabs. I, I just think that Eagles are going to be kind of a late season disappointment. I think they have flaws that will be exposed. All right, mm-hmm. um, picks of the week. Straight up pick these games really quick, and then we'll get out of here. Titans at Chiefs. Chiefs, I think both of us clearly. Yeah, I got uh, Chiefs. All right, uh, Rams at Bucks. I got Bucks. I also have Bucks. All right, Panthers at Bengals. I'm going to go Panthers. I'm going to go Bengals. All right. One other thing. I'm on a two weeks in a row, my parlay's hit. So I have to keep on going. Okay. That's just right. until I, until I miss. So I'm just going to go a simple um, two pick parlay Seahawks and then Tennessee Titans alt spread plus 17 and a half. That's plus Sheesh. 211. Yeesh. Let's make Solid. it. Three. All right. Mega three. All right. Good pod. Good. Draft idea in no way endorses or recommends the use of a specific sports book, website, or otherwise. The sole purpose of this podcast is solely for entertainment purposes only and in no way intended to serve as advice. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Draft ID podcast. You guys are awesome. You're worth doing it. Um, if it wasn't for you followers, we wouldn't be wasting our time doing this stuff. And I'm just kidding. We're not wasting our time. Always great highlight of the week to put this together. But be sure, guys, if you like what you're hearing, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. Make sure you like and subscribe. It keeps us going. Um, it makes it worth it. You know, somebody's got to keep the light on. Somebody's got to pay the bills. That always helps out because it is a sunk cost at times with this podcast. Uh, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, fun stuff. Check us out on draftedesports.com for tons of NFL updates, action, big board, NFL draft stuff, college football previews, all that great stuff. Um, And then check us out on social media, Mock Draft Monday. That's right, Mock Draft Monday. The one and only Twitter and Instagram. You will like what you find. I guarantee it. All right, guys, until next time, see you later.